0: Hey fam, how are you going? Hello and welcome to the podcast Rise in Line with Vicky. I'm your host, Vicki Sinton. I'm a personal development and mindset coach and I'm so excited to have you along listening to this podcast. If you're someone who's just starting your personal development journey or if you're already knee deep, then this is the podcast for you. Each week, a podcast will be released with a mixture of guided meditations, guest episodes, as well as practical steps that you can implement into your life and better your mindset. So I can't wait to go on this journey with you guys to rise up and align our lives.
1: Hello everyone. Welcome to this week's podcast. This week, I have Annette, who on, is on Instagram, Sorry Hills Active, and she is joining me to have a little bit of a chat about her journey as a coach. Uh, she is a PT slash mindset coach, and we met, when did we meet? The start of this year, we're part of a group program together, and we got paired up as accountability buddies. And honestly, I'm so glad we did, because I feel like we clicked straight away, and we've been talking about this podcast pretty much ever since. So now we're finally doing it um so is there anything else maybe you can tell a a little bit about yourself Annette
2: yeah sure um firstly thanks for having me I'm really excited about this This is my first ever um guest spot on a podcast so thanks for having me um so yeah I'm a health and lifestyle coach also a personal trainer and I also do like running coaching and mentoring um I've been doing this for over a year full-time started my PT qualification back in 2017 And like since that point, it's kind of been a bit of a path that's become clearer to me that I really wanted to take. So last year, after a couple of really hard years in the corporate environment, I just decided I'd had enough. And it was time to work for myself, get closer to those clients and support them with their health transformations, really. And I work with a variety of clients, mainly women mainly mothers who are looking to find themselves again and reconnect with who they were before children some have really specific fitness goals or events that they're training for and others just want to stop feeling a little bit meh in the best way to describe it Um, so yeah I work with those guys to develop like an individualized training plan incorporating like my proven 12 week um, nutrition course as well as the other like really important elements of movement and mindset so yeah that's a little bit about me
1: That sounds so great. You said you got your fitness qualification in 2017. What led you to uh, do that if you're still in the corporate world?
2: Yeah, so um, <clears throat> so I was um, at the time I would like just rebuilding my my running. I won't say career because you know I'm not <laughs> I'm not competitive in it. My amateur uh, running. <laughs> <laughs> my hobby, yeah, definitely. And um, like I just kept getting injured all the time. Um, so I had like just strings of injuries that were just really you know would put me on the sidelines, and it really. Um, you no, took the the rug out from underneath underneath me because fitness was one of the things that was keeping me going and so I was just like right that's it I'm, I'm gonna stop getting injured I'm gonna study a little bit about the body so I can understand a little bit better and prevent myself from getting injured so the only thing that I could find at the time was a PT qualification and I'd just been given like a bonus from work um and I was like screw it why not what have I got to lose I, I really like learning and it just seemed like the right kind of thing um but it turns out you kind of had to do um you had to do like indoor spin classes circuit classes and I don't know what happened but at the time I was just like yeah screw it I'll sign up Never. just went with um, the flow <laughs> and uh yeah next thing I know um, about a year later I'm a qualified PT it was like oh oh okay um but like, what during those qualifications, you kind of have to bring somebody in as like your body, um, who is like your pretend client. And my friends who I brought in, they were like, "Do you know what? No, you're actually quite good at this." And that's then started this <laughs> thought that made me think, "Do you know what? Maybe I could. What if I did this alongside?" And then it kind of, you know, the balance shifted after I realised that corporate just wasn't for me anymore.
1: Yeah, I feel like once you get that little, the seed is planted in your head, then it kind of just grows and grows and grows. Um, So what you mentioned before as well is that you are a lifestyle and PT slash running and events coach. What made you want to start integrating the PT qualification that you have into a lifestyle coaching kind of um, partnership?
2: Oh. I don't know what happened there. I'm
1: back. That's okay. I can cut it out. Um, Did you want me to ask the question again? Oh,
2: yes, cool. please. <laughs>
1: uh, so you mentioned there that you kind of got the PT qualification just for yourself and your own knowledge. Um, and so how did you kind of start getting clients and forming a business out of it?
2: Um, Uh, yeah a really good question actually I kind of um I think I did it by accident I don't really know what happened to be honest um I'm trying to think who my first client was to be honest um I did but I wasn't paid and then I think um just as I was quitting my job uh, one of my husband's friends actually contacted me and had said, um, uh, oh my God, I've just seen the pictures of you on, on Facebook. I think you look incredible. What have you done? And I was like, um, I've just, you know, I've just been studying a whole lot of stuff. And I've just been like, look after myself a little bit. I, I, you know, are you taking on clients? And I was like, well, I am about to. And yeah, that kind of like then snowballed into her being my first ever client. That's, I did her training like face-to-face every every day. Two days so two days a week I did um her face to face and that kind of that's where it all started and then I um you know set myself up on Instagram or changed the the focus of my account actually on Instagram and then set up a page like did all this the peripheral stuff that you think you should be doing for business and then you know partly along the way you realize that actually you don't need them.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, if you already had clients before that, it's probably just um, aiding your success and things like that. So you've obviously been doing that for a couple of years because you said you got your qualification in 2017. What kind of made you want to start integrating the lifestyle coaching uh, into it as well as the actual PT side of it?
2: yeah i think um for me because of like my my personal circumstances so a bit of my history um was that i um i went through a, a i wouldn't say it was a bad case of depression but i went into pre- depression in 2013 2014 and i really i really lost myself and i lost all of my interest in fitness and going out and looking after myself um and then i i, I don't know what switched but i i kind of made this decision one day that i was just going to stop and i was the only person that could help myself get out of it um i think i was going through counseling at the time um or therapy psychotherapy i think it was um and the thing that helped get me out of it was setting myself like physical challenges and getting myself to the gym and forcing myself to go to the gym when I felt like everyone was staring at me. I was like, no, this is the only way you're going to get yourself better. And I set myself like incremental targets to try and get myself better. And, you know, during that point, I kind of realized that there was so much about, um, you know, some of my self-sabotaging behaviors, my self-limiting beliefs, some of the, um, you know, the numbing behaviors that you do to try and forget how you feel about yourself that made me think, do you know what? I think this is the thing that's missing. You see so many you know, popular diets or nutritional programs out there. I think we can all name them. And they tell you a lot about what to eat and when to eat it. You know, this is the best time to eat protein, blah, blah, blah. But they don't teach you anything about how to unpick all this, why you eat things like that or why you, you don't eat. You know, there's people at either end of the scale, isn't there? And it was only when I kind of really understood why I would eat an entire packet of biscuits to make myself feel better about myself, that I started realizing, do you know what, you need to find another way to make yourself feel better about yourself. And it's not within food. You've got to deal with those uncomfortable feelings of, you know, lack of self-esteem, lack of self-confidence, not feeling worthy, feeling like your parents aren't proud of you, no matter what you do, all of that kind of stuff. I had to pick through that. And I think that's the thing that's missing and that's why people keep going through this cycle of I've lost loads of weight. Now I feel good about myself. Now I put it on back on again. Now I'm going to go and lose weight again. They don't deal with that that emotional aspect and why they're doing it to themselves.
1: That was a very good answer. And I can definitely (laughs) relate to that Um, myself. I, was working on the emotional eating side and it has taken me years to realize that that is a major thing holding me back I was just thinking that oh I was out of my control oh it's just something I can't do like I just need to go to the gym more or I need to do this more blah 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 And in reality, I needed to dig deeper and it wasn't just the food that was the issue, it's that underlying um, cause, which is I think you make a really great point there. Do you find that a lot of clients come to you with um, physical kind of goals or um, ideas in mind rather and then kind of along the journey go, oh, actually the the mindset side is just as important or do you reckon they come to you with a bit of a want to work on both?
2: I think the majority of them are, uh, yeah, predominantly, they come to me saying, I want to, you know, I want to shift a couple of pounds. I want to eat better. Um, But there's, they there is, when I have these conversations with them about, you know, do you want to be, um, do you want to work with me type thing? There is always something in there that you pick up on that you're like, ah there's something in there that's holding them back that, um, you know, they, they're potentially in the emotional side they need to work on or, or how they view weight, for example. So a couple of clients uh, can get really fixated on a specific number because they feel a certain way about that number. And it, and that's all their own making, you know, being under a hundred kilograms or whatever, that's all of their own making, but they don't, they, they think or they project that onto other people and they think that's what other people think of them, but actually they've made themselves feel that that's the number that they have to achieve.
1: Yeah, that's so true. And I feel like that goes with everything. However, because there is such a normalised, um, what's the word? Like it is normal for lots of people to go to a PT, to go to the gym. Then if people don't really dig deeper, they just go to the PT, get the plan, go to the gym, that's it. Um mm-hmm which I think is definitely changing as like we both know, obviously starting to lean into that mindset space. People are realising that it is so important to do both. You can't really have one without the other. You can, it goes the other way too. You can't really have, do all the mindset work without doing the physical work and things like that. Like health is that yeah, holistic yeah. kind of approach. Would you agree? Completely,
2: completely. Yeah. I mean, I had a I had someone I was working with that um she was so afraid of the weight section in the gym, which I t- totally get it. Because as a woman, that can be really intimidating, can't it? Because you think there's all these guys in there they've got loads of muscles. You go in there as this, this, you know, smaller, petite woman who maybe doesn't know what they're doing. And you feel like everybody's looking at you going, who is she to come into our weight section? But you kind of like have to like somehow Uh, you know deal with that anxiety and be like no I have a right to be here and everybody started somewhere all of those guys in the gym once did not have those chests they once did not have those arms they all started somewhere when you realize that people are not judging you the way you're you're judging yourself then you can move forwards with it right
1: yes that is so true and it's actually funny that you say that because I have a couple times I myself am still learning like good form with certain moves and things like that and i have had some people be like oh it's a bit better if you just do it like this or do you want some help or blah 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 and like i'm like oh here i was thinking that they were judging me because i can't lift properly or i've only got these little baby four kilo things and they've got like 20 <laughs> and th- that most of the time people are so nice and they're like oh if you want some yeah. help like i'm happy to give you some tips and you're like oh yep yeah, it was definitely just in my head like <laughs> it wasn't really
2: happening <laughs> no exactly yep yeah.
1: Now one of the questions I did want to ask you is what's something that makes you feel inspired? I can hear that your work already makes you inspired. Um is there anything else or did you want to expand on that?
2: Um yeah, I think yeah, definitely working with people and seeing them go through their health transformation is really incredible because I just, you know, wanted to give back from my own experience, I guess, from from transformation. But I think in terms of what inspires me, I really look to people who have suffered some kind of adversity no sorry suffering is not the right word have experienced some adversity and some respect and to look at them and to see what they've achieved despite their adversity or maybe even because of their adversity just you know i, I just i, I don't even think i have the words for it i follow this amazing woman called jade her instagram handle is triathlon jade so she's based here in the uk she is um She's a Down syndrome triathlete and she has just won herself a Guinness world record for being the first woman who has Down syndrome to complete a triathlon. And I'm just like, this is incredible. She's, she's incredibly positive. She celebrates the difference that um, Down syndrome athletes have versus uh, others. And she kind of channels it as her superpower. And it just humbles me every time she's so amazing I think she's just incredible so it's like if she can do what she does then kind of we some of us might need to take a bit of a hard look at ourselves sometimes and stop playing like the victim card and see the opportunities for growth and learning that are are out there for everybody we just have to you just have to see them right and be like yeah that's it I'm going to go after that 100% within our power
1: I love that. And I feel like that is such a good starting uh, step for a lot of people that are wanting to get out of their comfort zone, work on their mindset, um, get out of that kind of, as you said before, self-sabotaging and the victim mindset, because I think a lot of people sometimes will see someone like that and go, oh, I can't do that because I have this, or I can't do that because I'm not this, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, that should be an inspiration. We can look at that and go, you know what? I can do that too. Or if she can do that, I can do that. Like, Yeah, it is such, uh, I think, a twist in people's mentality when they start looking at people like that as an inspiration.
2: Yeah, I think you really have to focus on what you can do rather than what you can't do. That's definitely something that being injured has taught me.
1: Yes, definitely. I feel like that is a good reminder for everyone. Is there any kind of important life lessons that you've learned along your health and fitness or your coaching journey that you would like to share?
2: Um, I think from my personal journey, I would say, um, don't keep your emotions hidden. Um, don't be afraid to be who you feel you need to be. For so long, um, you know, all throughout school, a lot of my corporate um, career, certainly for like the first 15 years of my working life in corporate, I kind of put this front on because that's that's who I thought I needed to be to be successful to win praise from my parents, um, you know, just to, you know, to earn money, to do the normal sort of um, schedule of things that you're expected to do when you leave school, you'd go to university, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, yeah, that all kind of ended in disaster. <laughs> um, and it was a really unhappy time of my life. And only when I realised, you know what, stop bottling up these emotions. Let people see who you are and that, yeah, you are vulnerable and you do feel things, um, it's just, yeah, so much more liberating. And I, yeah, I, I wish I'd done it sooner.
1: Uh, you are so right. I can relate to that also. Uh, and I think it is definitely changing, you um, people's perspectives in regards to that kind of thing not even just mental health but just people speaking up about how they feel and things like that and being a bit more true uh Mm -hmm. which I am so grateful for because yeah it is not a fun time to be pretending uh pretending you're happy or pretending you're excited when in reality you're not um yeah or even just like you said going through the motions of going to school Going to uni, getting a job. Um, I think people's attitudes are definitely changing, which is great for us and everyone that's coming up after us. Pretty much,
2: yeah, definitely. I feel like I should have been born maybe ten years, fifteen years later, and then it would might may have been, yeah, a different a different journey. But you know, I, having said that, I don't regret any of it because it all brought me to this point right now.
1: That's so true. It doesn't really matter what you've gone through because if you hadn't have gone through it, then, yeah, you might not be where you are now. So, And I can very tell true. that you, you enjoy and you're grateful for where you are now. So
2: oh, I can tell. Very much so, yeah.
1: And the final question that I would like to ask is one piece of advice that you wish you could have told your younger self.
2: Um, oh, I think... I think I I yeah I wish I'd I wish I could go back to my younger self uh, particularly at school and tell myself just to ignore all those people and carry on with the things that I really enjoyed so I, I quit um, a number of the sports teams because you know it was all getting a bit clicky I went to an all-girls school so you can kind of imagine how that was and yeah there was a lot of unkind remarks about myself my body um, and I, I wish I had the strength of the time to be proud of who I was and what that strong body could have done for me. And I think this is another thing that's starting to change, particularly for younger women, um, that, you know, there is this sort of body confidence um, movement and encouraging young girls to be confident in who they are and not perhaps to look to others um, for validation. But yeah, I think... I wish I'd carried on with sport um from a, from a from from school into university and maybe not enjoy the alcohol quite so much. Yeah. Maybe my life <laughs> is <a little> different.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's so true though. And uh in reality, I'm not sure where if our teenage selves would listen. Cause I can relate to that in regards to like ignoring what people are saying, like don't compare, don't listen to the judgment. Luckily there wasn't too much judgment. I didn't receive a lot of that in school. So I was lucky in that respect, but there was a lot of comparison in regards to mm-hmm. looks, smarts, um, career choices, all of that. And I do wish I could say, don't do it. But I feel like yeah. knowing me, I would be like, yeah, no, go away.
2: <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to do what I
1: want to do anyway. <laughs> so
2: yeah. Yeah, I feel like sometimes we need to learn our own lessons, don't we?
1: Yes, that is so true. Yes, we definitely experience things for a reason, for sure. So uh, is there anything else that you wanted to add before we finish up today's podcast? Where can um, everyone find you, actually?
2: So yeah, I'm over on Instagram. Um, my handle is uh, at Surrey Hills Active. That's because I live in the Surrey Hills in the UK. Um, and yeah, that's kind of where you can find me. And most of my stuff is on there. I do have some Facebook groups as well. Um, but yeah, most of my stuff is on there. Um posting about recipes and nutrition programs and movement and um, motivational stuff. Um, so yeah, if you feel like you need a bit of that in your life, come on over.
1: Definitely go over. And if someone was interested in working with you, do you have any offers out now upcoming that people might be interested in?
2: um i'm probably gonna relaunch my 12-week nutritional course in um a couple of weeks so probably towards the end of august i think that'll start i know exciting um so yeah this is basically what's the best way to describe it like a self-guided so all of the material is on a platform that you can access there is weekly content so weekly videos and habit trackers and actually i i um I designed this course based on a course that I also followed. So I kind of, it's been tried and tested, and this is probably what really finalised me fixing my relationship with food. And um, yeah, so I've kind of redesigned it so that everybody else can can potentially experience the same kind of thing. So it's something I put all of my clients through. My one-to-one coaching clients, they get that as as part of the package anyway but I recently decided to kind of separate it out so that people can just follow it at their own pace. But then I'm, I'm there for support if they've got any questions, things like that. So um, if you are not already following me, head on over to follow and then you'll get first dibs on the best uh, offers that are available for that when it gets launched.
1: Awesome. That sounds amazing. Thank you so much for coming onto this podcast and that you did so well for your first interview. No one would even have known. <laughs> Oh, thank I you so much i hope you've had a really great time chatting with me and yes i will see you soon
0: thank you that brings this week's episode to a close thank you all so much for listening and i hope you gained something from it so if you're not already following me on instagram definitely come and join the community that's at rising with confidence all one word nice and easy for you just pop that in and come and join the community and send me a message let me know that you're from the podcast and I cannot wait to chat to you make sure you subscribe and follow along so that you get notifications every week when a new episode drops thank you for listening